Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch. The St. Louis region's leaders have had more than a month to consider a plan to cut violent crime. The proposal centers on focused deterrence, bringing social service and police resources to bear on individuals responsible for the majority of crimes. Those leaders meet again this morning to figure out some of the next steps. And joining us now is Jim Wilde, executive director of the East West Gateway Council. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Megan. Thank you. So first off, let's look at what's in this proposal. Give us a little bit of background on this. Yeah. So, you know, um, May of last year, we held a crime summit and um, uh, to talk about, uh, you know, what what we're facing here in St. Louis and um, the focus being violent crime or homicides. Uh, We applied to get into a program with the University of Maryland Violence Reduction Center and they worked with us in early December to put together a practicum. And that practicum consisted of a, a half day of um, public discussion and explanation as to how we were going to move ahead. And then about three and a half days of a working group sitting down, um, meeting with uh, national experts and practitioners and working on a blueprint for how we wanted to move ahead with a violent reduction strategy plan. Um, And then we closed out that week uh, kind of reading out all the recommendations and the good work that was done by that working group um, and then moved into the um, developing that blueprint or it's being called the plan to plan. It lays out kind of the next steps and how moving ahead with this effort is being recommended by that working group. So what happens at today's meeting or what is expected to happen? Yeah, so that plan to plan or that blueprint is still out for comment. It's not um, being adopted necessarily today. And again, it's a it's a blueprint. So it's um, it's just a, a roadmap for how we want to move ahead with the rec- with the um, regional crime strategy. Today, um, the board, East West Gateway's board, will be uh, asked to authorize staff to do some of the um, activities that are necessary to to begin that actual plan effort, like developing um, a regional anti-crime violence collaborative or a hub. So basically the administrative activities that need to occur once a plan gets put in place, like 
um, serving as a fiscal agent and conducting procurements of, of consultants and services and, um, uh, you know, supporting uh, staff that would be hired as part of the uh, initiative. And then organizing and managing uh, a regional implementation team and primarily supporting data collection and analysis since this is going to be a data-driven uh, process. And so um, we would be doing a lot of that analysis and collection uh, until the collaborative really takes over. What is the role of the East-West Gateway Council in all of this? So really, we're uh, a collaborator, right? We, um, our, our tagline is creating solutions across jurisdictional boundaries. And as um, we all know, crime is, uh, has no boundaries. Um, the effects of uh, violent crime, especially, can affect things like the regional economy, um, the uh, regional population, whether people want to come into the region or not, uh, move here, um, quality of life items. So we really look at trying to um, develop uh, regional solutions um, for or solutions for problems that are really regional in nature. Uh, that's that's what we do for this particular uh, project. Um, otherwise, we you know we have several other missions that we, we take on. Well, Jim, as you know, there have been some critics of this proposal. Some people are not 100% for 100% of what's in it. Um, among those, St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman. So how do how do you reconcile that in this process? That there are some leaders in the region that don't necessarily agree with this proposal? Yeah, I mean, um, Steve, uh, is, uh, his, his concerns are, are founded, um, but this was never um, advertised as um, trying to develop um, an employment program for police. Um, yeah, one of his biggest concerns, my understanding, is that um, the, the number of police in the city of St. Louis is not adequate to address this. Um, what this particular effort does is it actually helps support uh, the police and create some efficiencies. So uh, three of the key programs that are were identified by that working group in this blueprint and for the strategy are focused deterrence, which is really a law enforcement um, strategy where you go in and you, you simply say, you know, we know who you are uh, to the people committing the crimes. Um, uh, you have to stop now. And uh, if you let us, we'll help you. If you don't, we will make you stop. And that's where they start cracking down uh, significantly. Um, the second is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is um, some intervention and prevention activities uh, to help high-risk individuals. Uh, and the third is street outreach, that's sending credible messages to mediate disputes that may be going on um, in, in, in the city or in the county in areas of, of highly concentrated violent crime. So, um, you know, the, the issue of not enough police is an issue not just being realized by the city, but realized by several police forces uh, across the region. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, being a police officer is not exactly a glamorous job anymore. It's very, um, 
concerning to me, um, you know, the, the dangers that are involved in that. And so there does need to be an effort to try to increase uh, the number of police, um, but that's not part of this particular initiative. So going forward, what are some of the maybe timelines that you're working under and, and what will be the, you know, the public's part in this or their ability to uh, see what's happening? Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the blueprint or the plan to plan is being shared among uh, stakeholders uh, pretty broadly right now. Uh, stakeholders in this particular situation are defined as police, intervention, prevention specialists and experts, uh, prosecutors, elected officials, uh, and others, just to, so that they are all aware of kind of the direction this will go. And then um, a formal plan is going to be developed uh, in February and March. Um, there will be a um, steering committee or a um, uh, anti-violence advisory board uh, established. There will be among elected officials, prosecutors, police, and others, there will be citizens that uh, sit on that uh, board. So they'll be involved there. And uh, we're hoping that the first of the um, uh, board meetings will begin in April or so of this year. Jim, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time on this this morning. Yeah, yeah. Can I add one thing? Of course. Yeah. So, um, you know, there is a lot of interest in this effort. And, in fact, the uh, last day of the practicum, we had Greater St. Louis, Inc., the Regional Business Council, and the Municipal League of Metropolitan St. Louis, all three commit $25,000 to the effort. So we've, we already have um, a lot of interest in supporting uh, this financially. And we've had other uh, organizations reaching out to us to see how they can help work with us in solving this problem. Jim, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time sure. today. Thanks, Megan. That is Jim Wilde, Executive Director of the East-West Gateway Council of Governments, joining us on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 